Good evening. It's been a delight to be with you yesterday and today. And let's continue to believe God for good things, shall we? I really am seeking the Lord to just do something here. And just bless us extremely according to His great grace. The text we pray the Lord be pleased to speak to us now is Paul's epistle to the Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Romans I want to speak tonight on the theme, the source of faith. Faith is acting like something's true because it's true to you. That's just a simple definition of this word called faith. Faith in God, of course, is not just purely subjective. There is an objective reality. And that objective reality is God Himself. Jesus said, I am truth. Therefore, there's no subjectivity. He is the eternal truth. He defines truth. And yet, on the other hand, there is a subjectiveness. I must exert a, a personal faith in God. And I do so because I experience the reality of the truth. But how does that happen? Well, that's what I want us to look at today. Let's look at Romans chapter 10. Let's read verse 17. Perhaps one of the most amazing things tonight is the fact that everyone has faith. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, everyone experiences faith. Without faith, you couldn't exist in this world. We as human beings have been constructed by God. His construction of us includes the property of faith. He has, he has given every human being this ability to exercise trust in something or someone. This is not very spiritual. 
But you sat down in that chair by faith tonight. You took it for granted that that chair would hold you up. In fact, you didn't even think anything about faith when you sat down. But nonetheless, it was faith. The same is true when you get on an airplane. Or when you go to a doctor you do not know. And he diagnoses you with an ailment you cannot pronounce. And he writes you prescription that you cannot read. And you take it to a pharmacist you've never met. And when you take that medication, and if you're no better, you go back to the same doctor and you start all over again. That's faith at work. Faith is taking something that you cannot prove by the senses. In other words, you can't go to a science laboratory and run experiments on it. But you still believe it to be true. The lack of scientific data doesn't mean it's not true to you. Nor does it mean that what you believe to be true is not evidential, doesn't have evidence. For example, love cannot be put in a test tube and tested, can it? But I know love exists. And there are evidences of love, are there not? I know Jesus rose from the dead. To me, that is a historical fact. But once again, I can't take the historicity of the resurrection, the historicalness. And put it in a test tube and test that. But that doesn't mean that there are not historical evidences for the resurrection. What I'm trying to say is this. Faith in God is never a Leap into the dark. You know, this blind leap of faith, as it's called. It's a step into the light. It's a step into the light of truth. Truth 
is true whether you can scientifically prove it or not. 真理就是真理，不管科学能够证明与否，都是真的。And there are evidences for that truth. 而且有有证据来支持这个真理。Faith does not bypass the mind and excuse irrationality. 不是跳跃理性，然后。呃，为为为那个不合理找借口，跳超越理性不。You don't have to toss aside your brains in order to become a Christian. 没没必要把把脑袋给丢掉来信耶稣，没必要。There are evidences for why we should believe God. 有很多的证据来证明为什么我们应该信靠神。And that's true about many things in life. 在生命中，这个道理，这个原则也都可以运用，运用在其中。It's true about love. 呃，关乎爱啊也好。Laws of nature. 还有呃，自然的定律也好，规律。Therefore, saved and unsaved. 不论是信的或是不信的人。We all take things by faith. 我们都在凭信心生活。But there is a difference between natural faith and what I would call biblical faith. 但是自然的这个信靠和我称之为的圣经里的信仰不一样。The sinner does not exercise biblical faith in God. 罪人对上帝没有合乎圣经的信心，没有。Biblical faith. Where does it come from? 合乎圣经的信心从何而来呢 ？The Bible tells us it comes from God. 圣经告诉我们从神而来的。Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 信道是从听道而来，听道是从基督的话来的。But Second Peter chapter one verse one says the exact same thing. 在彼得后书 chapter one verse one 第一节告诉我们同样的话。Peter tells us that faith is given to us. Ah, Peter 告诉我们信心是赐给我们的 You don't create your own faith. 你不是自己创造你自己发明自己的信心不 Faith is given to you. Let's read it together. 信心是我们从神而得的我们看看，一起来读第一节啊。做耶稣基督仆人和使徒的西门彼得写信给那因我们的神和救主耶稣基督之意与我们同德一样宝贵信心的人。How do you get faith? 你怎么得到信心啊 ？Well, you obtain it, he said. 他说你得到。<笑> Where do you obtain it from? 你从谁那得到啊？ You get it from God. From 神得到的 This is what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter one, verse twenty-nine. 这也是腓立比书第一章二十九节使徒保罗告诉我们的 Philippians chapter one, verse twenty-nine. 第一章二九节，保罗说 It's interesting what Paul says here. 这里保罗说的很有趣啊。他说 He says some Christians, it's appointed to them to suffer for Jesus. 他说有些基督徒呢，他们要是神已经为他们预定要受苦了。But something else is appointed or given to them. 同一件事情也是为他们所预备的，是神赐给他们的恩典。He says it's faith. 就是信心了。Let's read it. 我们一起来读。因为你们蒙恩，不但得以信服基督，并要为他受苦。Because of Jesus, 因着基督 ，it's been given or granted to you to believe. 所以就赐给你们，你们蒙了这个恩呐、啊，要去信他，信服他。
incredible thought. 这这是一个叫人难以置信的思想啊。That God grants faith as a gift. 神把信心赐给我们，像礼物一样，给我们这个恩典。Exactly what the same apostle tells the Romans in the twelfth chapter, verse three, Romans twelve three. 罗马书第十二章第三节，这也就是保罗告诉罗马人的话。十二章第三节，我凭着所赐给我的恩，对你们个人说，不要看自己过于所当看的，要照神所分给个人信心的大小看的合乎中道。Here, the apostles not dealing with everybody in the world. Ah, here, ah, Paul is not dealing with everybody in the world. He's dealing with everyone in the church that is saved, a Christian. And he says to every Christian, God has given a measure of faith. He says, "Give every Christian, God has given a measure of faith." He says, "Give every Christian." Not all Christians get the same amount. 不是每个基督徒得的那个大小都一样。But every Christian gets some faith from God. 每个基督徒都从神那儿得到一些信心。So do you agree with me? 所以你同意吗 ？That biblical faith is given to us by God. 合乎圣经的信心是神所赐的恩典。It's kind of like a small child coming to you. 就像一个小孩到你面前啊。And asking to borrow money from you. 向你借钱。Son, why do you want money from dad? Why do you want money from me? 你你为什么要从爸爸得钱呢？我问他。Well, dad, I want to buy you a birthday present. 因为爸爸，我要给你买一个生日礼物。Maybe you've experienced a child doing that. 你有没有经历过小孩向你要 ？You give them the five or ten dollars. 你给他五块钱、十块钱。And on your birthday, when you unwrap that present, so on your birthday, when you open the present, you do so with the greatest of delight. You you will be happy to open it, because that child loved you enough. Because that child loved you enough to come to you for the money, to give you a present, and then give you a present. It's exactly the same with our heavenly Father. Our heavenly Father is the same. He's so delighted. When you take the faith he gives you and you exercise it towards him, 当你领受他所赐给你的信心，然后运用在他身上 ，the faith you exercise towards God was not origin does not originate with you. 你运用在神身上的信心，信心不是从你起源的。It's his gift. And he has granted it to you. So then, so then, how do we receive this faith? How does God grant you spiritual or biblical faith? If faith is the ability to see reality as God sees it, 如果信心是照着神所看见的实际看见 ，and act according to that reality， 然后按着那个实际而行事的话 ，then my question is how does God make you to see that reality？ 那我我对你的问题是，那神怎么让你看到那个实际呢 ？Well， this is where our text comes in。这就是我们今天的经文。It's by hearing。这是借着 the word of Christ。信道世界的听到，听到世界的基督的话来
And I want to suggest to you tonight that hearing Jesus. 啊，我今天要建议大家听到基督 comes in two ways. 是从两个不同的途径。First, 首先 the hearing of the written word of God. 听见神所记在经上的话语。If you are to be a man or a woman of faith, 如果你要成为一个有信心的弟兄或是姊妹 ，you need to know the word of the Lord. 你必须知道神的话。Now I've talked a lot today with different people about reading their Bibles. 我今天跟很多人讲到要读圣经啊。And we never want to read the Bible under a spirit of legalism or bondage. 我们不是带着律法主义的这样的心态来读圣经啊。I read the Bible because I gain something from it. 我之所以读圣经，因为我从中得到一些益处。You see, faith requires knowledge of its object. 因为信心需要对它所信的对象有所认识。Jesus is the object of our faith. 耶稣基督是我们信心的对象。Faith is looking to Jesus. 信心是在仰望基督。But in order for me to trust Jesus, I need to know something about Jesus. 我要信耶稣的话，我必须对耶稣有所认识，有所知道。And the Bible gives us knowledge about Jesus Christ. 所以圣经。就可以帮助我们认识耶稣基督，使我们对他有所。This is why I want to read the Bible. 所以我要读圣经啊。I want to know him. 我要认识他。I want to understand his ways. 我要明白他的法则。Why he does what he does. 为什么他会这样行事呢 ？So we read the Bible to hear what God has said about Himself. 所以我们读圣经来听到神怎么怎么描绘他自己，怎么。This book is the written revelation of God. 这本书是神给我们的写下来的启示。It testifies of Him and points us to Him. 这本书见证他，而且指向他。However, 但是 we have a problem. 我们有个问题啊。The problem isn't the Bible. 问题不在圣经本身。The problem is our human understanding. 问题在乎我们人的理性。There's something flawed about human comprehension. 人的理性出了一点问题，有缺陷。You may have the IQ of a genius. 你也许有一个天才的智商。But nevertheless, 但是 your comprehension is flawed. 但是你的理性是有瑕疵的。It's weak. 是软弱的。And there are certain things about this book. You cannot understand. This, this, this book 里头有些事是你无法理解的，无法测透的。Because it tells us about a God that we cannot comprehend. 因为这个启示了一一位我们不能测透的上帝。And Paul is showing us the insufficiency of human understanding. 所以保罗在告诉我们人的理性的。不足和缺欠。Now let's look at the context of verse seventeen to see this. 第十七节的上下文啊，来看这点。In this tenth chapter of Romans, 第十章的罗马书 ，Paul is teaching us. 保罗在教导我 ，how faith works. 信心是怎么运用出来的 ？The faith that believes God unto salvation. 那个能够得救的信心怎么运用的 ？He says in those famous verses in nine and ten. 九到十节，他在那个两节著名的经文里，九到十节
that it's with when you believe in your heart upon the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that God raised him from the dead. He says with the mouth confession is made to salvation. And in verse 10, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. In essence, he's simply saying man is saved by faith. If you're not a believer tonight, you have a responsibility. What is it? To trust in Jesus. You're obligated to believe the only person in the universe who's absolutely trustworthy. He cannot lie. He cannot equivocate. He can't smear the lines of truth. He is truth. There's no shadow of turning with God. And so you are obligated to believe upon him. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You just told us we can't believe unless God gives us faith. When did not having something remove the obligation to do something? If you owe somebody money, and they come collecting on their debt. But you don't have it. Do you owe it any less? Not at all. Just because you don't have it doesn't mean you don't owe it. This is God Almighty. Heaven and earth. You owe him your allegiance. And he deserves it. And Paul is saying, the only way you can be saved is by exercising faith in God. It honors him. It shows that he's gracious. Why didn't God tell us, do this and do this, and then I'll save you? Follow these rules and I'll forgive you. Because it does not display his goodness or his graciousness. The greatest way human beings glorify God is by believing that he is as gracious as he says he is. And that he's as good as he says he is. And thereby, we do not obligate God to save us. By our works or our religion. He does it as a free act of his 
loving kindness.他救我们，因为这是他的慈爱，蛮有恩惠的慈爱，他拯救我们。After explaining this，好，解释了这些之后呢，Paul presents a problem.保罗就给我们带问我们一个问题，十四节。How do you call on him if you've not believed？然而人未曾信他，怎能求他呢？ and how do you believe if you've never heard? 如果未曾听见,怎能信他呢? And how do you hear if somebody's not telling you? 没有传道的,怎能听见呢? And how's a preacher going to come if God don't send him? 如果没有奉差遣,怎能传道呢? Then he tells us how beautiful are the feet of the people that bring us the gospel. 让我再告诉我们那个报福音传喜讯，他们的脚踪是何等的佳美。Now we move to the immediate context of our verse. 好，然后我们就看到这节经文的直接的上文。Verse sixteen，十六节。He presents us with the insufficiency of human understanding. 他就让我们看到人的理性的不足和有限。but they have not all obeyed the gospel. 只是人没有都听从福音。And then he quotes Isaiah. 然后他引用以赛亚。Lord, who has believed our report? 主啊,我们所传的有谁信呢?注意听了。This is important. 这里很重要。Isaiah is one of the Old Testament books. 以赛亚是其中的一卷旧约经文。It's often called the Gospel of the Old Testament. 我们往往称之为旧约的福音。You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. 新约有马太、马可、路加、约翰。But Isaiah is often referred to as the Gospel book of the Old Testament. 往往我们称以赛亚书是旧约的福音书信。it's called that because many events in Jesus' life is prophesied in Isaiah. And also because Isaiah presents salvation to a rebellious nation. And Paul quotes Isaiah to make a point here. To Isaiah was called by God to preach salvation, deliverance to Israel. But Isaiah goes to God after preaching the gospel. And said, Lord, nobody's believing me. 没人信我传的。they heard me, 他们听了我所传的, but they didn't believe me. 但他们不信我所传的, I gave them the exact message you gave me. 你给我什么信息, but they didn't believe or repent. 但是他们不信, 也, 也不悔改, They're still lost in their sin and darkness. And then Paul states, our text, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He must not mean that just hearing the gospel is the way faith is produced. 啊, 当然, 
Because if it was, then everybody who heard it should be saved. Paul uses Isaiah as a proof that not everybody who hears gets saved. Look at verse 18. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. They did hear, but they weren't converted. Well, Paul, how can you say faith comes by hearing the word then? It's not just hearing with your physical ears. A sermon preached, or scripture read, or somebody witnessing to you about Jesus. There's something wrong with us intellectually. That something else is required. What is required is God. To take the gospel message and bring it to you, we call that revelation or illumination. Others call it quickening. When you're hearing the, the message of Christ, you can truly understand the facts. Remember, for 11 years, I preached the facts of the gospel to people. I understood Jesus died. I understood he rose again. I knew you had to believe in order to be saved. I knew we were all sinners, doomed. But it wasn't real to me. That reality was missing. We see this not in just sinners, we see it in the apostles. Even, even after they believed. But just seeing or hearing is not enough. Look in your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. Mark, chapter 6, verse 50 through 52. This is very important. Mark, chapter 6, verses 50 through 52. This is right after Jesus' miraculous feeding of the 5,000. The apostles saw Jesus take five barley loaves of bread, two fish, and so multiply it that he fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. These same 12, after everybody had been had eaten and was satisfied, collected all of the scraps, 
And it filled how many baskets? Anybody know? Twelve. Isn't that interesting? One for each disciple and his family. They saw this. They were involved in this miracle. Afterwards, Jesus sends them across the sea. Well, he goes up on the mountain to pray. During the wee hours of the morning, he comes down. And comes to them walking on the water. Now we have our story here. For they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, be of good cheer. It's I. Do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them. And the wind ceased. Now watch this. Now I'm reading this in the English. I, I, I didn't have time to ask Brother Larry how it reads in the Chinese. I hope it's very similar. And they were greatly amazed in themselves. Beyond measure and marveled. In other words, in the English Bible, it's wanting the reader to understand. These guys weren't just surprised. They were blown out of their minds. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. How marveled or amazed they were. And then Mark inserts this explanation of their amazement. Mark for they had not understood about the loaves. Because their heart was hardened. Wow. These are the apostles. They're supposed to be men of faith. But because their hearts were hard, they could watch Jesus multiply a small boy's lunch. And they didn't understand what it meant. That miracle was to say something about Jesus. But they didn't get it. But they didn't get it. Couldn't see it. Couldn't understand it. If you think that's poor on their be on their part, wait till we read what happened on the night of the resurrection. Luke says in the 24th chapter of his gospel, in verses 41 through 45, that these men couldn't even believe when they saw 
the resurrected Christ. They you know what that means? They're happy they're seeing Jesus. But they don't know what they're looking at. Is he a spirit? Is this his spirit? And so Jesus asked them, Have you any food here? Jesus is not asking for food because he's hungry. He's in his glorified, resurrected body. It doesn't need food to sustain it anymore. He's asking for food to prove that he has a body. They're not looking at a ghost. And they handed him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb. He took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, Now listen, are you listening? These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Now listen, this is what he's saying to them. Men, I told you this was going to happen. This is not the first time you've heard this. I told you about this repeatedly. You didn't believe me. Now look what he does in verse 45. Verse 45 is crucial. Don't miss this. This is why they could finally say they believed. It says that Jesus opened their understanding. That they might comprehend the scriptures. Here he is, the resurrected Savior. Flesh and bone. In order for them to understand and believe, he has to do something spiritual, supernatural. And when he does it, they understand. This proves but apart from God's intervention, I will not understand. I can read this book, but unless the Holy Spirit attends or is with me, and grants me understanding, I won't really get the reality of what 
I've said several times today. Theology is wonderful. We should learn doctrine. But often theology and our understanding hinders us from knowing Jesus personally. There are men who can explain scriptures. They even teach in seminaries. But their lives are absent of the reality of Christ Himself. It's just one brain talking to other brains. That's not what we need. We need the truth. But we need to hear the word of God. Let me tell you what that means. It means that the living word gives understanding of the written word. And when you hear the living word, Christ, Faith is created. Faith is granted and given. Faith comes from God directly speaking to your spirit. The truth comes to the mind. And the Holy Spirit gives understanding. And that creates the reality of that truth in your heart or spirit. That's what Romans 10, 17 means. It's just not listening to me and Larry right now. But as you're listening, the Spirit of God is here right now to help us. Are you desperately dependent upon Him? Are you asking Him right now? As these men speak to me, I know I may understand what they're saying, but there'll be no power or reality in my heart. And this word won't change me. So, Lord, I'm desperate to hear from you. Therefore, I'm depending upon you to teach me. And what does he do? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence. That spiritual reality comes when God speaks. We're going to stop right now. And then we'll come back after a short break and we'll finish this.
during the break. Oh, it's okay to visit. But I suggest. Why don't we take some time and just seek the Lord? And just ask the Lord. In the last segment, to show up here, give us faith. Of spiritual things. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you so much. And I pray right now that you will have already opened minds and hearts to reality. You are the only true reality. You determine what's right and wrong. And we come to you tonight. Giver of faith. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.